0: Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. If you've ever wondered what gear I use and wondered you know, when I use it and what situations I use it, I've just compiled my gear kit on the website. You can go to WeddingVideographySchool.com, go to the upper right-hand corner and you'll see a tab called Gearless. Click on that and you will be able to view all the equipment that I use and you can buy it through a link on Amazon. Each piece of equipment has a link. You just click on that. If you do that, it supports the podcast. So next time you're you know, needing to re-up on some batteries or whatever, maybe you're buying a new camera, please support the podcast by clicking through on those links. It won't cost you anything, but it will help the podcast. Thanks. Hey guys, Michael here with WeddingVideographySchool.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the WVS Podcast. Just wrapped up my second to last wedding today, as a matter of fact. Be sending that over to the client this evening. And uh, I've got one more wedding to edit and then I will have a couple months off. So really looking forward to that Uh, just booked a a wedding today for September and I've had a lot of inquiries so that's always good hopefully you guys are getting inquiries for this fall Um, just celebrated a birthday too on Monday the big three two I'm 32 years old so uh, that's uh, pretty exciting I guess not really a birthday guy kind of feel like birthdays aren't much of an accomplishment to celebrate, right? I prefer to celebrate people when they're uh, dead. So, <laughs> that's this week's wrap up. Let's jump into the podcast. All right, it's time for that segment of the show that I lovingly refer to as. Review the reviews. This is the part of the show where you've left me a review on the podcast. I peruse the reviews and pick one to read on air. This week, uh, this week's review comes from Oh yes, Oh yes, with three exclamation points because one wasn't one wasn't enough. You always have to have a couple extra exclamation points. That's what my English teacher in high school taught me. Um, (laughs) this, this review kind of made me laugh. Uh, oh yes. Says Michael has a unique style that I've come to appreciate other than him saying he typically doesn't like to shoot the typical footage of a wedding film where the bride and groom are in an open field holding hands and looking all in love and so on. And then literally makes that the very scene in his thumbnail for the podcast, uh, there's uh, some emojis of them kind of making fun of me. And then they go on to say, but really his honesty and willingness to pretty much not hold back on even the most secretive topics has been very helpful. Well, oh yes, I appreciate your review. And it is true. And you do have a right to make fun of me because I do talk about how I don't really like to shoot the bride and groom, like doing pose stuff, you know, kissing, hugging, dancing in. Fields of wheat, that sort of thing. Uh, but I do do it if the couple asks me to, or if I think that I'm gonna need some extra B-roll. Sometimes I'll shoot a wedding where I I think to myself, you know, it feels like this day is going by really quick, and I don't feel like I have a ton of B-roll. Um, so sometimes I just get a little nervous, and I go ahead and shoot that sort of thing just to give myself an option if I need it. Um, but yeah, I, I try not to do it. And, you know, as far as the thumbnail for the podcast, uh, that I use that photo because it's literally the best photo I have of me working. Um, I have a couple other ones, but I look really goofy in them and I actually have one. Actually, it's crazy. That thumbnail was from, it was taken by Selah Photography, which is basically a, a husband and wife couple in Denver you can look them up at saylawphotography.org. Uh, the couple's name is Jackie and Matt. And Jackie took that one of me and sent it over to me. And she's been so willing to like let me use it um, pretty pretty much on everything that I do. So uh, a big shout out to Jackie. Um, and she's, she's really cool to work with. It's funny. She took a couple other ones of me, Steve Wozniak's daughter, uh, got married and I shot her wedding. Um, and, uh, (laughs) there's this great photo of me that I have that maybe I'll put it up on the site sometime, but I I look so stupid in it where I'm, I'm like standing in front of Steve Wozniak and he's like, or I'm like in the background. I can't remember, but basically like, I look like a total creep. I look like I'm going to assassinate Steve Lozniak or something. It's really weird looking. So uh, maybe I'll put it up as a joke and share it with you guys. But um, so, yeah, and she also took that one of me. So she's she's been awesome to send photos of me. But literally, that's like the best photo I have of me working. So that's why you see it on everything. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed this segment of Review the Reviews. Now let's get into the podcast. <music> On this episode of the podcast, I want to dive into some questions that I've been getting via email from some really interesting and super nice listeners. So, thanks so much in advance for your emails. Keep them coming. I love reading your questions and just chatting with everybody who gets in touch with me. Um, There's some really cool people out there who are just super nice. And the fact that you guys take time out of your day to listen to this podcast means a lot to me. And hopefully as you listen, you are getting something from it, right? Getting knowledge or information or maybe just a different viewpoint. I know there's videographers out there who are way more talented than me, way more skilled. Um, but I do think that I have a lot to offer in terms of the business side of things. So while I don't really touch a whole lot on the technical side of things, which I know some people ask for, and I, I will, I will definitely talk about some of that stuff if you guys send those questions in. Um, but overall, I feel like my, my best topic for me to talk about is basically all things business related. So, uh, but Feel free to send those technical questions in. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy to answer those as well. So our first question today comes from Markin, which I think is a Polish name, according to Google anyway, and it's basically the equivalent of Martin here in the United States. So Markin, if I'm pronouncing your name right, you're welcome. I took the time to look it up. And if I'm pronouncing it wrong, then... I'm I'm really sorry about that. So, <laughs> but anyway, Martin says the videos that you have on your page are awesome, and I'm very impressed with your skills. Thank you. That's very nice of you to say. Do you also edit your uh, videos, or do you just shoot them? Uh, the answer to that is I shoot and edit my videos. I do contract videographers to come shoot with me for some of the weddings that I shoot, but overall, it's me shooting and editing. If you're going to grow and scale your business, at some point, you're going to have to contract out some work, which I did a couple years ago. I had a guy who was out here for the summer, and he shot uh, two or three weddings for me. And um, if he was still around, he'd probably be shooting more, but he moved back to New York. Martin says, I came up with an idea lately that I could edit wedding films. I want to work remotely because I'm from Europe. I don't quite know what that means. Like, I don't know if maybe in Europe, they don't do as many weddings. Like maybe it's not a big part of the culture there, or maybe, maybe there's just not like a lot of wedding videography that's done there. Um, But either way, Martin wants to work remotely and wants to know if it's possible to just edit weddings and not shoot them. Is there a demand for such things in the U S and the answer is you can absolutely do that. Um there's a site called Weditor if you go to weditor.com w e d d i t o r you can check out that site um there's a couple other businesses like that online that you can find where you basically send them your footage and they will edit it and try to match your style uh Weditor looks like they've got like a pretty good website going so I was actually kind of curious uh to try it out the thing is is if you could get somebody who is super reliable, who could edit all your work, it would really free you up to kind of go out and do more weddings, right? I would probably do way more back-to-back weddings than I do and feel good about it if I didn't have to worry about all the post-production. So there's definitely a demand for this kind of service, Martin. I would just say that, you know, A, you have to be a really skilled editor. And B, I'd say you need to offer a service where you watch your clients' videos and you try to imitate their style, right? Because a lot of people build their wedding videography and photography brands on their specific style. So one of the problems I've had in terms of scaling my business with videographers is, it can be really hard to find a videographer who shoots and edits just like me. Now I'm not saying that I'm like incredibly talented or anything like that, but I definitely have my own unique style and kind of this way that I've just kind of developed my formula for shooting and editing. And it can be really hard to find someone who is in that same kind of, um, just kind of in that same mindset, I guess you'd say. And you can teach people that stuff to a degree, but at the end of the day, your high-paying clients are gonna want you, right? So um, for me, scaling my business has been a little bit challenging in that regard, but I'm thinking of other ways other than adding other videographers to my website in which I can scale my business. And I'm, I'm actually working on a few of those ideas right now. And maybe I'll talk about those on a different podcast, uh, sometime in the future. So thanks Martin. Thanks for that email. And I hope that helps you. So the next question comes from Jessa in California and Jessa writes in, uh, and basically she says a lot of nice stuff about me that I won't bother reading because that kind of gets boring. I've already read enough good things about about me already for one show. (laughs) Um, But basically she was wondering if I had any experience with wedding expos or other kinds of bridal boutiques where you meet potential clients. And my answer is yes. And she wants to know whether I thought it was helpful or if anybody else I know goes to them and finds them helpful. So this is a great question. I've actually only done one bridal show. It was the Rocky mountain bridal show up in Denver, Colorado. I think it's the biggest one in the state. Um, I guess I'm not totally sure on that, but that was kind of like what I remember about it. And they had it up at the convention center in Denver, which is a pretty big building. Um, so I have to imagine it's like that's a pretty big. It was a pretty big expo, um, so I did I did do that, and I my feelings on bridal expos are kind of mixed. Um, I did book a couple weddings from the show, but it was a long day of selling myself right to mostly people who were looking from looking for discounts from various wedding vendors. Um, Usually when these shows are promoted, the promoter will go out and say, hey, come to this bridal show, engaged wedding couples, and you'll get discounts from all these various vendors. And then they encourage you when you buy a booth there to come up with some sort of discount on your service or your product uh, that you can give to the people that attend the show. And so that's, that's what I did. I think I came, I think I just did like a 10% discount or something like that. And everything went fine. I would say it, it took me some time to prep my booth and decide how I wanted to display everything. Um, What I did is I ended up bringing my computer and setting it up uh, my 27 inch iMac. I brought that with me, set it up on the booth Um, I had like a table cloth and stuff like that. And then just some, like back then it was like DVDs still, right? Like that was still kind of the big thing. And I had all this DVD package stuff that I had printed up that looked really good. If I do say so myself, um, it was really simple DVD sleeves with, um, my very simple artwork that everybody really liked at the time and that I was super proud of. Even, even now, even though like DVDs are so stupid, like I will say that's one thing I'm like actually really proud of um, still is, is the DVD sleeves that I designed for that and the printing of the, uh, the Blu-rays and all that kind of stuff. So, and so I had a bunch of sample DVDs made up for people where I put like a reel on there and different, and different things like that. Um, And so I gave out a ton of those and that cost me a few hundred bucks to have produced. And then it cost me like 500 bucks for the booth. Um, And so not, not a bad, I mean, it wasn't terribly expensive. I did book like two weddings, I think out of it. Um, And probably one of those probably led me to getting another wedding from like a referral from one of those couples or something. So I definitely made my money back and more, but it was basically two full days of work to book, you know, two weddings or something like that. And again, not a terrible experience, but not really good enough for me to want to do it again. Um, obviously, I only went to one show, and so s- some shows are going to be better than others. Um But you know, I'm, here's the other thing. I'm not really into selling myself and you'll read like, I listen, I love finance books and books on marketing and selling and all that kind of stuff, like the science of selling and all that, that sort of material. But I I found that in wedding videography, the easiest way to sell somebody is to not be a salesperson. Right. And so at these events, you're kind of just standing there waiting for people to come up and talk to you. And then, you know, they're, they basically walk up to your booth and they're like, what's your pitch? You know? And then I got to stand there like a monkey, like juggling on a unicycle or something and be like, well, folks, guess what I've got for you. <laughs> and it's like, it's so odd and weird. And I'm just not a salesperson. And it's crazy. I feel like, I feel like I've become the best salesperson, maybe not the best, but i I'm pretty damn good. And I think it's because I'm not salesy, right? Like it's just not me to want to like promote myself or whatever. I, I just don't really feel comfortable doing it. And so the bridal show was basically me doing that for, like eight hours, <laughs> and I remember setting up to uh, the cool thing about it though was I remember setting my booth up, and then this girl was right next to me, and she was like a new wedding planner or something, and she was she was so sweet. I don't remember who she was, but um, she was actually really really nice. We were both kind of in the same boat where we were new to what we were doing, and um, she was really like a good kind of day of friend to have around. Cause I'd bounce over to her booth every once in a while and, um, see how things were going for her and she'd bounce over to my booth. And, uh, yeah, it was that, that was probably the best part of the whole day was that I met somebody who was super nice. And, um, you know, we, we, we were able to, to laugh and make fun of, some of the attendees who were there who were acting really weird or saying weird things. Um, So I didn't feel quite as alone, but if you can bring somebody to one of these shows with you, I I would do that because I was pretty much there by myself the whole day. And um, I I don't know, I, I felt silly. So it wasn't something I ever really wanted to do again, but I did make some money from it. The last question today is also from Jessa, and she says she had a recent client inquiry where a Middle Eastern bride and groom wanted to know if our entire shooting team was all female for the purposes that they could only have females film the bride. Hmm. I was curious if you knew any female videographers in your area that could talk on the show about being a female videographer, starting a business or any key differences that you found. As well as talk about multicultural bridal requests that create unique situations and how you accommodate for them. So, it is really that is an interesting question. I my guess is that it's probably a cultural or religious sort of thing that makes this couple want all female shooters. It sounds like maybe they're worried about the bride getting dressed in front of uh, maybe a male videographer or something like that. Um, but yeah, I, I actually do have plans to get a female videographer on the show to talk about uh, being um, a girl in a mostly male-dominated industry. Um, but yeah, you know, I'll say this. I'll say a couple things. First, as far as multicultural weddings go... I'll be really honest, and this is gonna sound, this might sound bad, and whatever. I'm just gonna say it because it's true. I stay away from multicultural weddings. Um, You know, that being said, my wife is Indian, and I so I know a little bit about Indian wedding ceremonies. Although we had a traditional American wedding ceremony, Um, but I do know that, like for example, Indian wedding ceremonies are really long and sometimes span like a couple days, right? So that's not something I'm really interested in shooting. And it's not because I don't like Indians or anything like that. It's just because A, I'm not good at it, right? So I don't want to go shoot a wedding that is going to be difficult for me because I'm A, not used to it and B, it's not really my thing. It's not really my style, And the other thing is I don't want to shoot it because it doesn't really go with my workflow. I have a particular way that I like to shoot and edit my videos and doing things outside of that. I don't, eh, it just doesn't appeal to me, mostly from a business standpoint, right? Because I want to shoot and edit all my weddings as quickly as possible so that I can take on more work and just really get through them. And so me throwing, you know, a Middle Eastern wedding or, something like that into the mix is, it just doesn't really help me. So I kind of avoid those weddings, Um, but you can definitely make a name for yourself if you decide to go into that market, right? Um, There's typically a decent amount Of money in those weddings and if you can become really good at those and really familiar with all the different ceremonial aspects of those weddings you could probably set yourself up for some real success in that niche market the other thing I wanted to say and this is just kind of in regards to female videographers is um, I've definitely run into a lot more girl videographers in the last couple years than I ever have before. And I think it's cool. <laughs> like, my my thought is I don't really care, right? Like if you're a girl and you're shooting videos, cool. We kind of live in a time where everybody's making a big deal about gender equality or inequality and all this kind of stuff. And I to be honest with you, here's my thought on gender equality. Like, just go out. If you're a female videographer, just go out and shoot, right? Just put your head down and work and do a really good job. Focus on your craft. Focus on what you're doing. Don't worry about everybody else, right? Because that's just bullshit uh, noise. You don't need to listen to that. So just go out, do what you're going to do, do a really good job at it, and nobody's going to care if you're a woman or not. They're just not. That's not how the world works. And I do get kind of tired of people saying, well, you know, because I'm a girl, you know, people don't really respect me. Listen, people are going to respect you as much as you want them to. Right. So, what I mean by that is if you can go out and create a killer product and really like beat out your competition, whether you're a girl or not, that part doesn't matter. Right. If you can go out and, kill your competition, then you're going to get respect. It's just automatic in this society in America, at least we care about one thing and that's money, right? So if a girl goes out and let's say I wanted to hire a new videographer, right? Let's say, let's say I found two, let's say I found two awesome videographers who wanted to come work for me out in Colorado, right? Let's say they sent me their demo reel or like not even a reel. I wouldn't be interested in that. But let's say they sent me like the last five weddings that they did and they both were really awesome and th- maybe they're both even better than I am, right? Let's say they're better than me and I, man, I got to, I want to hire both of them, but I can only afford to hire one right now. Who's it going to be? And it's one male, it's one female. Guess what? I'm going to analyze from a business perspective who's going to make me more money. Who's more suitable for this work environment? Who's more suitable for whatever? And guess what? If if Jenny, let's say it's Jenny and Ryan, if Jenny's gonna make me more money than Ryan is, then that's who I'm gonna hire. I'm not gonna hire Ryan if he's gonna make me $50,000 less, right? It comes down to, it. seriously, it just comes down to who's better, right? It comes down to skill, talent, who's going to work harder, like your gender, your race, none of that stuff matters. And people say it does. And people want to complain about uneven playing fields. But at the end of the day, like we're all responsible for ourselves. We all start out in different places in life. Some of us, some of us are born white. Some of us are born male. Some of us are born rich. Some of us are born poor or ugly or with you know, a mental condition or whatever, like everybody starts in a different place. And so some of us are going to have to work harder to get to where we want to be. Right. And is that fair? No, not necessarily, but it that's not going to change. Right. We're not going to be able to give everybody the same starting spot. So what we need to do is focus less on, you know, matters of gender and race and equality and start focusing on work, right? Who's going to put in the work? Who's going to put in the time? Who's going to become better at their craft? Who's going to become the best at what they do? Or not even the best because I say this all the time. You don't necessarily have to be the best at what you do. I'm sure as hell not the best wedding videographer out there. I'm not even the best wedding videographer in the state of Colorado. Like there's some people that I really look up to who are awesome. I look up to Adam Bradley at Aflatus Films. I look up to Reverie and White. I look up to, or White and Reverie, I can't remember. (laughs) Makes me sound like I don't look up to them, but I do. Like, I love their work. Um, Tim Twinum. Like, there's people like that out there who are really doing awesome stuff who I look up to. But at the end of the day, what matters the most? Like, are you killing it? right? Are you becoming the best you you can be? And if you are, you're going to be successful and you don't have to be the best. You just don't have to be the best. And it doesn't matter whether you're male, female, black, white, uh, Hispanic. I, it, I don't care. None of that stuff matters. So um, you know, if you ever run into a situation where you need an all female videographer crew, hopefully, Hopefully, there's going to be a ton around so that we can put those crews together and 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 help people out. Um, as far as I'm concerned, it's that's a wedding that I would just turn down just because I'm not really ready for that or prepared for that or have really any interest in shooting that. Um, and you know, sometimes I think we feel like we need to say yes to everything. I know that over the years I've shot a few weddings that I, I really didn't want to shoot and you know, they all turned out okay. And I guess I learned some stuff from them, but you know, going forward, I just kind of shoot the weddings I want to shoot now. And eventually you'll get to that place where you can kind of pick and choose. And it's tough in the beginning when you're, when you feel like you got to shoot everything. And, and sometimes you do, sometimes you got to shoot everything that comes your way, but um, you know, don't feel bad about turning people down if they're not the right fit for you. Um, and, and I, when I turn people down, I usually try to find like another videographer who's, um, who might be capable of working with them better. Right. I talked before about how I don't like posing couples and I, I really don't, but Adam Bradley is awesome at posing couples. Like he can get them to do stuff that I'm like, oh, I don't know how you did that. Cause. I'm just not into it. And he he's really good at it. So everybody has their strengths and talents. So with those, with those couples that email me with odd requests or like I kind of get a vibe where like I'm like, eh, I don't, I'm not the right fit for you. I try to find somebody who is the right fit. That way I'm not leaving somebody hanging out to dry. So that's it for today's episode. I know I went on a little bit of a rant there. But uh, I do feel strongly about some issues, and that's one of them. Hard work, dedication, commitment to what you're doing. Uh, there's really no, there's no easy path to success, right? And actually, I've got a quote um, that I came up with. I'm not really a quote guy, but I was. this is one of my shower thoughts. I was thinking about how the easiest path to success is hard work. I'll say that again. The easiest path to success is hard work. Everybody's looking for you know that secret get rich quick scheme that's going to work out. You know, that's why you see everybody doing multi-level marketing and all that kind of stuff. And there's just no substitute for hard work. And I'll be honest, there's nothing more satisfying than hard work. So with that, thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you in the next podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of the WVS podcast on iTunes. Really appreciate it. Please leave a review and subscribe to the podcast. And if you guys can set your phones and computers and all that kind of stuff to download the episodes, that would be awesome. It's a really big help to the show. Don't forget to hit up the website, Wedding Videography School. Check out the free resources, the blog, the free book. Uh, 10 Costly Mistakes Wedding Videographers Make and How to Avoid Them. And one last thing, we are on Instagram, Wedding Videography School. Go ahead and follow us. I'm going to be putting up some inspirational stuff as well as some simple tips uh, throughout the week. So that would be awesome. Would love to see you on there. Would love to see your comments, likes, and all of that social kind of stuff. Thanks, guys.